tonight's tonight's zoom into the parsha is on uh, a, a a a piece of the Torah and a story that I personally feel very very passionate about. Um, and um, you may have heard this from me. You may have heard it at a at a Torah class at some point or another over the years because it's a very special and very powerful story and lesson that we take from this incident. And I'm talking, of course, as you saw in the uh, image that I sent out about this um, famous episode of Moshe breaking the tablets. Um, I, I personally never watched the Ten Commandments, so I can't... Uh, I can't talk about that, but I know many of you have, um, and uh, I know it's 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 it 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 has captured the imagination of everyone uh, from young children learning about the story where Moses comes down the mountain, he sees the Jews and they're serving the golden calf, and he breaks the tablets, um, and many explanations have been given as to why he broke the tablets, how he broke the tablets, how could he have done that, how did he have the ability to do it, how did he have the, 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 uh, like, like, how was that okay for him to do that, um, and tonight, I think, or I hope that we'll be able to leave this conversation with a whole, maybe a, a, a little bit of a different, or a very different perspective on that incident itself, I'm not talking about the sin of the golden calf, but I'm referring to Moses going and breaking the tablets. So let's get right into it. I will share my screen. We're here on uh, on source one. This is from this week's portion, this week's Torah portion. When God finished speaking to Moses on Mount Sinai, he gave him two tablets of a testimony. They were stone tablets written with God's finger. Moses turned around and began going down the mountain with the two tablets of testimony in his hand. They were tablets written on both sides with the writing visible from either side. The tablets were made by God and written with God's script engraved on the tablets. Just interesting to note uh, a, a little fun fact, a miraculous fun fact, that not only were the words written uh, and they went fully through, but on each side of the tablets, you could read the words. They were engraved. And miraculously, each side, you could make up what it said on those tablets. And now, for the bottom line of the, what we were discussing, as he approached the camp and saw the calf and the dancing, he was in anger. And he threw down the tablets that were in his hand, shattering them at the foot of the mountain. Now, typically, when we read the story, when we read the story, it seems at face value that what happened here was Moses comes down. He's so devastated by what the Jews have done. And he's so distraught that he destroys the tablets. But obviously we understand, obviously we understand that Moses is not like us, regular people that just can sometimes get a upset about something and maybe we can right Moses if Moses is doing this and he's taking the tablets that he had just gotten from God that perhaps there's something deeper here so let's move on to the next I'm going to fast forward now to the end of the Torah 
And we're going to read now the very last line of the Torah, which essentially is the eulogy of Moses. Okay? Uh, there's a whole discussion about these last seven lines of the Torah because we read about Moses passing and then we read about eulogizing Moses passing and there's a whole discussion who wrote those last seven lines did Joshua did Yoshua write them after Moshe passed away or did Moshe write them with divine vision that Hashem had told him and according to that opinion it says that he was crying as he was writing those last few lines so now let's look at the very last line in the Torah and you'll see in a moment why that's relevant to this conversation no other prophet like Moses has arisen in Israel who knew God face to face. No one else could reproduce the signs and miracles that God let him display in the land of Egypt to Pharaoh and all his land or any of the mighty acts or great sights that Moses displayed before the eyes of all of Israel. Now, this is Rashi. So what does Rashi say? How does Rashi explain this eulogy? Who knew God face to face, Moses felt familiar with God speaking with him whenever he wished. Any of the mighty acts, this refers to receiving the tablets in his hands. The great sights, this refers to the miracles and wonders in the wilderness. Okay, everything makes sense until now? Okay. Then, before the eyes of all of Israel, Rashi says this refers to the incident where he was stirred to smash the tablets before their eyes as it is said i shattered them before your eyes god approved the verse states the first tablets which you shattered as the talmud explains it god said to moses well done for shattering them so let me just repeat that again this is the eulogy of moses and we're going through the different like big things big achievements of moses and the fact that he was able to communicate with god similar to how we are talking right now, and the fact that he received the tablets, and the fact that he did all the miracles, splitting the sea, the man, all the different things. And then what's the climax of his achievements? What's the big, the big headline at the end is that he broke the tablets. And the question that we need to understand is, why, why is this even altogether a achievement? What is the big deal that he broke the tablets? In other words, not what is the big deal. Of course, it's a big deal. If anything, it's a big deal. It's, it's a very difficult thing. Maybe that's like, why are we talking about it? Why are we mentioning that? Why are we bringing it up? Why are we making a big deal of it at the end of his life? It's like, that's like, maybe we should be hush-hush about it, not make a big deal out of it. Why does Rashi feel compelled to discuss it? And why is this like the greatest achievement of all achievements? So to understand that, and um, I wanted to give a little bit of the context of when this talk of the Rebbe was said, but I'll leave that for the end, I think, because that would be a nice way to, to, to finish. So to, to, to understand perhaps a little bit of the context, let's look at going back to this week's Torah portion. What was the next part of the story? He breaks the tablets and he goes back up to God because now he has to ask forgiveness from God for this big mess that the Jewish people did with the, with the, uh, with the golden calf. So he heads back up to, to God in heaven 
And God says, this time you have to make those tablets. I made the first ones. Now you need to make these tablets and you need to uh, take care of them and you need to bring them back down. Let's take a look. This is going back to this week's, this week's Parsha, source three. God said to Moses, carve out two tablets for yourself, just like the first ones. I will write on those tablets the same words on the, the, that were on the first tablets that you broke. Okay. So Rashi says a very interesting twist to this whole story. And this is a very important Rashi here. You broke the first tablets. Why is why did God tell Moses, you carve these out? He says, you broke the first tablets. You carve out those the others for yourself. This is comparable to a king who went off to a faraway land and left his bride with the maidservants. The immoral behavior of the maidservants tarnished the betrothed's reputation. Her bridesmen arose and tore up her marriage contract, saying, if the king decides to kill her, I will tell him she is not yet your wife. The king's investigation found that only the maidservants had behaved immorally. He was reconciled with his bride. The bridesmen said to the king, write her another marriage contract, for the first one was torn up. The king replied to him, you're the one who tore it up. You buy another paper for yourself, and I will write it for her in my handwriting. The king is God. The maidservants are the mixed multitude. The bridesman is Moses, and God's betrothed is Israel. Therefore, it says, carve for yourself. It, are you guys clear on what's going on here? Moses, okay, let me, let me repeat that again. Moses is the guarantor, so to speak. Moses is the bridesman. The Jewish people, the Jewish people are the ones that are engaged to God or, or married to God. And the mixed multitude, who are the mixed multitude? The mixed multitude are in Hebrew, the Erev Rav, okay? This group that, if you remember, they were not Jewish people initially, but then they joined onto the bandwagon when they saw the Jews leaving Israel, and they were always this problematic group. So they were the ones who actually did the sin of the golden calf. You're talking about a few thousand people out of three million people. So Moses, Moses decides at that moment, he says, I am going to break the tablets. I'm going to break the tablets. Because this way God can't punish them. Because the tablets is the contract. The tablets is the wedding contract. Is uh, the contract, the ketubah or whatever you want to call it. Between God and the Jewish people. So if I get rid of the contract. Then God can't hold them accountable anymore. So according to this Rashi. According to this explanation. We have now a whole different approach and a whole different appreciation for what Moses was doing. Let's understand this for a second. Moses is coming down from the mountain. He is holding on his, he's holding in his hands these two tablets, the first set of tablets that he got from God. You can imagine how much that would be on eBay, right? Uh, uh, tablets that God got, that, that God carved out. I was thinking to myself, I was learning this the same thing with someone last night, and I was thinking to myself, there is no other physical object in this world that is as godly as those those tablets. Everything else God created, but we sort of, you know, we 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 wrote, we did this, even the original Torah, the first Torah that Moses wrote 
in the desert, Moses wrote it, and it was it was dictated by God divinely, word for word, but Moses wrote it. This is tablets that God himself, handmade by God. And Moses is coming down the mountain, right? Now, who appreciates the Torah? Who loves the Torah more than Moses? Is there anyone that existed ever in the world that loves the Torah more than Moses? I, I don't know. It's hard to imagine, right? And nevertheless, what does he do? He takes them and he destroys them, but not out of anger, not out of uh, uh, um, like he had anger issues that he had to just throw them on the ground because he was so upset. He was upset, but that's not why he broke the tablets. He breaks the tablets because he realizes at that point that as much as he loves the Torah and respects the Torah and, and, uh, and, and appreciates the Torah, if the Torah, if the Torah is going to become a problem between the Jews and God, if the Torah is going to be working against the Jews, then he is a dedicated, faithful shepherd for the Jewish people, and he's going to side with the Jewish people. And who is he doing this for? 3,000 troublemakers. The majority of the Jews didn't actually do it. They were complicit. They brought gold. The men brought gold. The woman didn't want to have anything to do with it. The men brought gold. The Levium didn't do anything. The men brought gold. Aaron was trying to stall them, right? The whole story. But who actually had the guts to actually throw the gold into the fire, create this calf, and dance around it? This mixed multitude. Let's look inside in the words of the Rebbe. The answer lies in Rashi's earlier comments. Okay, we read this Rashi. Let's continue here. This explanation could help us understand how Moses could be praised for taking the initiative to break the tablets. To preface, Rashi's parable doesn't seem to explain why Moses took the liberty to break the tablets. These tablets are a microcosm of the entire Torah. They were God's personal handiwork, as opposed to the second tablets. These tablets were fashioned by God himself. Now, Mo, now, Moses' entire identity was the Torah. He, no doubt, had a perfect understanding of Torah. So he was surely able to appreciate the sublime nature of the Torah, especially those first tablets fashioned by God himself. So the question must be asked, true, it is important to defend the Jewish people, but nonetheless, how could Moses destroy the tablets that were fashioned and given to him by God himself? The answer is that the people of Israel always come first. The entire purpose of the Torah, beginning with the first set of tablets, was for the sake of the people of Israel. As we read throughout the Torah, command the people of Israel, Israel, speak to the people of Israel. It's all about the Jewish people. Therefore, the moment their reputation was tarnished and they were harm's way, God forbid, they were in harm's way, Moses didn't hesitate. He didn't consult with anyone, not even God, and he shattered the tablets tablets that had been fashioned by God himself. The ultimate purpose of Torah is to uncover the essence of the Jewish people. So in the event that the result might be the opposite, God forbid, and you're first forced to choose between Torah and the Jewish people, there's no place for hesitation. Moses immediately proceeded to break the tablets, the Torah for the sake of the Jewish people. Moreover, 
breaking the tablets was worthwhile even to save just a small portion of the people of Israel, the most immoral among them, those who transgressed with, with the golden calf. The idea that someone's good name could be tarnished is only relevant among human beings who make mistakes. God knew all along that the real debauchery was only among the maidservants, the mixed multitude, as he told Moses clearly when he instructed him to go down the mountain and deal with the issue. Moses, too, the true shepherd of Israel, knew that the people of Israel were incapable of fashioning golden calf. The minority who did reach that state did so only under the influence of the maidservants, the mixed multitudes. Thus, the incident posed no danger to the entire people of Israel, God forbid, but only to a small minority who sinned with the golden calf. But here's the punchline, guys. Nevertheless, to defend the small minority who sinned and to ensure that they will be welcomed back into the fold, Moses didn't hesitate to break the tablets. So the breaking of the I'm gonna I'm gonna stop to share and I'll just wrap it up here. So let's go back to what we discussed about the eulogy. Remember, we spoke about the eulogy. And how like we spoke about all the greatness of Moses and then the end of the eulogy is that he breaks the tablets? Yes, yes. The answer is yes. The greatest thing that Moses did was this action that he broke the tablets. Why is that? Because if you think about it, everything else that Moses did, he split the sea, he gave the Jews the man, he gave them the tablets. He was doing what he was what he was identified to do. He was chosen to be the leader of the people. He was chosen to be the redeemer of the people. And he did that. And that's amazing. But when it came to the ultimate test of his devotion as a leader, when it came to that moment where he had to very quickly, very quickly, he had to choose, am I going to hold on to these tablets, which can then be a threat to the Jewish people, to this minority, this minority, this just the, these troublemakers, these lowlifes, this little, little my, minor group of lowlife Jews that were dancing around the colon calf. Should I, should I hold on to the tablets, even though they may be a threat to those that, that group? Or should I destroy the tablets and be able to defend the Jews? And at that pivotal moment, he chose the Jewish people over everything else. And he was able to make that choice because he respected the Torah. And with him, it was coming from a place of deep, deep love. So this, yes, is the ultimate eulogy. This is the greatest act that he did. Because he was making that choice of what it means to be a dedicated leader. And I'll just end with sharing the context of this talk that the Rebbe gave. And I heard this from someone who was at that talk when the Rebbe gave it in 1987. This is at about 12.30, 1 o'clock in the morning. The way things worked in 770 was that there would be a big fabrengen, of course, before Hakafot on Simchat Torah night. At, during that fabrengen, the, the, the young uh, yeshiva boys would be coming back because they went to all the other shuls in the New York area to bring the, the Simcha of the holiday to synagogues throughout the New York area, Manhattan and Flatbush and Borough Park and the, and the greater New York area. And they would make their way back. The Fabrenga would start at 9.30, very small crowd, and then it would grow and grow and grow. And then they would go dance with the Torah at like about 1, 1.30 a.m. So this is about 12, 12.30 a.m. The Rebbe was sharing this, this talk. And I heard from someone who was present. I heard from someone who was present. He actually crawled under the platform of the Rebbe's bima 
it was because he wanted to be able to hear what the Rebbe was saying, and it was hard from further back. He wasn't able to see the Rebbe's face, but what he saw was he saw two streams of tears flowing down the Rebbe's face, and the Rebbe's shoes, which were under his table, were wet from the tears of his sharing these thoughts. People who witnessed this talk, my father actually was not there because he was already in Binghamton at the time, dancing with students in, in, uh, in the union in Binghamton. But people who were there, I heard from people who were there, they said in 20, 30 years, this was the most emotional talk they ever heard of the Rebbe, ever. And the, one of the messages that the Rebbe shared was that Moses wanted to, perhaps one of the other points here is that Moses wanted to impress upon all of us what it means to be a true leader, what it means to be ready to sacrifice that which is most dear to us in order to be there to defend and support another person, even if they're a troublemaker and they're going through a very low time in their life. And that's why Moses broke the tablets in front of the Jews. He didn't have to do that. He could have gone to the side to break it. And that's, that's the message and the takeaway for us to be able to learn to try to emulate that in some small measure in our life. Have a great rest of the week, everyone. If you have any questions, if something is not clear, please say something, shout something, write something. If you have something you want to add, go for it. And otherwise, we'll uh, we'll see you next time. I never learned that before, so thank you. Thank you, Rabbi Levy. You're welcome. You're welcome, Jessica. Good night, everybody. Good night. Thank you, Rabbi. You're welcome, Ethan. You're welcome. Take care, everyone.